Father, in the name of Jesus, be blessed and magnify your name. Thank you for the anointing of your spirit in this place. Thank you for your blessing that we enjoy freely. Thank you for your favor that is at work in us. Thank you because we know you are here. You are here, you are here, you are set to move mightily in our midst this evening. Mighty to save, mighty to heal, mighty to deliver. We give you all the glory. We ask that you have your way. We ask that you have your way. We ask that you have your way in our midst this evening. Do what only you can do. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, someone needs to take some more seconds. Take 10 more seconds and let him know you are grateful. Yes, yes, we have received his blessing. Yes, we enjoy his favor at his expense, as Christ expense, all by his grace. Father, we give you the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Take your place this evening. Do what only you can do. Let Jesus alone be revealed. We are blessed, changed, transformed. We see Jesus clearly. Have your way in our midst this evening. For in Jesus' name we have worshipped. In Jesus' name we have worshipped. Come on wherever you are. If you can, jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout. Glory to God. Glory to God. Good evening. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us for what we trust will be an amazing time in God's presence. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're welcome to KICC Kingsway International Christian Center here in the GTA, Ontario, Canada, where we are raising champions and taking territories. I trust that you are doing well. I trust that you are making the most and the best of the season. You are not locked down from your potential. Everything you should be doing, please continue to do safely within the confines of your home. Okay, and when you have to go out, if you must, for essentials, uh, please do that for. Uh, in as much as we know we are surrounded, uh, we've discussed this, the balance of the power of God and the wisdom of God, all right, especially as it extends to people who do not understand or have that covering, the covenant that we have, we must be responsible and we must do our bit uh, in ensuring um, the safety of the community. God. All right. All right. Today is the last Wednesday in the month of November. What that means is we've come to the end of our November teaching series, which has been a training on evangelism and soul winning. A training on evangelism and soul winning. I understand that for us as a church, this, this is definitely... Um, necessary is for for a church of our age our size we and i'm saying this maybe i should say i should redress this for the church of jesus we must be a going reaching church but especially so for growing ministries there must be that emphasis on radical growth evangelism and soul winning uh, all of that to say that i understand there are some who have joined us who are not members of KICC, where they want to learn about evangelism, they are passionate about the Father's business, and they want to get committed into spreading the word. We, we really hope that this series has been a blessing to you. Please, by all means, feel free to use this material to train your people. Feel free, by all means, to use this material to train your people. Very, very, you have my blessings. 
you have my permission, you have my request, all right, across the world if you find value in this content, all right? So in, in the first part, and it, this is a bit of a revision because at the end of today's teaching, on for those watching on YouTube, there's going to be a link to a questionnaire. For those who are watching on Facebook, there's going to be a link to the questionnaire. If you do complete that test and you provide us with an email address, we will send you a virtual certificate acknowledging that you partook um, of this training. It's going to be very simple. Some of the questions I will touch on, <laughs> all right, the, the, the hope is not to fail you. We are not like those, those lecturers. Amen. We are not trying to fail you. Uh, you've already passed. We're just, we just want you to show us that you listened. That's all. Very simple questions. If you're not happy with your answers, you don't have to submit it. You can cancel it, start over again. If you click submit and you feel you can do better, by all means, it's flexible, it's open. The goal is not what you have learned, but who you have become and what you will do with that information. Praise God. Praise God. Next week, Wednesday, by God's grace, if Jesus tarries, we're starting a brand new Wednesday series. I don't know if I should tell you now, or maybe I should wait till Sunday before I announce what the December Wednesday teaching series is. It's very important. It's super important. I think it's timely also that we go into this conversation at this time. All right. Sunday, also, by God's grace, it's the last Sunday in the month of November. It's going to be our communion service. We will share a couple of testimonies. So for those of you yet to send in your testimonies, please do so. Do it today. Don't say, oh, I'll do it on Thursday. I'll do it on, on Saturday. I'll do it when I remember. I'll do it before 10 a.m. So just send it across. Testify at KICCCanada.ca. Don't say, I'm waiting for the testimony to grow big. All right. What God has done, give him the glory for it. And you'll see him do more. Glory to God. So testify at KICCCanada.ca. Please send in your testimonies. Get your materials ready. Get your bread, your wafer, your juice in your homes. Remember, we're strictly virtual for now. Strictly virtual. One service, strictly virtual. One service, strictly virtual. Strictly, completely. Um, only the production team are required to be in, and by the guidelines, we shouldn't be more than 10 people in any indoor gathering whatsoever. All right, so we're abiding very strictly by that. So Wednesday, Sundays, strictly virtual. Sundays, 10 a.m., one service um, online. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So we're wrapping up the, the training, the conversation this evening. It's not going to be a lengthy teaching, considering that you have a test to do after this. So we'll refresh a bit on what we've learned. We tie it up together, show you a picture of the work ahead of us as a people. We'll show you a picture of the work ahead of us. Father, thank you for your spirit. Thank you because this is a matter dear to the Father. Thank you because you found us worthy to be your stewards, to be harvesters in this season of the harvest. Thank you, gracious Father. We give you all the glory. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen. I've titled this final installment, It's Time to Go. I believe if you've been a part of this training, you are now equipped with all that you need to be an effective evangelist. In the part one, we talked about the message and the urgency. We talked about evangelism. Uh, you want Jeleon. 
That's the root word, which means to run with the message. We say there is that running, urgency part of it. And the message there is the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's good news. It's a message of hope. It's a message of life. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed, Paul speaking, of the gospel. For it is, not that it contains, but the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So if what we are running with is not the good news, then what is taking place is not salvation. It's something else. Better pretense. Moralization. Pretense. Uh, disguised. All sorts. Definitely not salvation. If it was not the gospel. But we run with the message. There is urgency. All right. And then in the part two, we talked about the art of fishing. We talked about preparing. We talked about praying. We talked about planning. We talked about practicing. We talked about tools, effective tools for effective evangelism. We talked about seasons, all right? I'm sure that is still very fresh in our hearts. And last week, Wednesday, I believe, we talked about the effective combination of skill sets of grown-ups who are essentially watchmen that keep awake and have a vantage point, all right? They are standing in the gap for souls, for, for destinies, as it were. And then we have a, another skill set of laborers who will travel until Christ is formed. And this evening, we're saying it is time to go. I know where you are. You're safe in the comfort of your homes. Please look for someone around you. If there's nobody around you, type it right there in the chat. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, it is time to go. You don't need a PhD. Trust me. You don't need a master's degree. This four-week training is not even a need. It's a, it's a good to have. The moment you become born again, you are enlisted, all right, as an evangelist of Jesus Christ to run with the message. So thank God for the training. It is time to go. Help me look for someone and shout, shout at them. If they are not paying attention, let them say, oh, what's going on? It is time to go. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So let's, let's go over some of the scriptures we've gone over. I'll show us some pictures. By pictures there, I mean painting a picture using data and then wrap up with some scriptures and I'll call it an evening. It will be a lengthy one. Of course, you have a test after this. Glory to God. This has been our anchor scripture all through the, the, the month of November on Wednesdays. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, all the way to verse 20. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe. We talked about this last week. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. All right. We've, we've over and over again broken that down. Starts with all power, all authority is given to me. On the strength of that, go, therefore. And when you go, your job is not done. When an opportunity is created, you don't hand over to the discipleship team. Now that we have a soul, no. You take responsibility to grow them. Grow them, you win them, and then you can hand them over. Glory to God. I want to show us Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. We've read it in the past teachings. I want to read it from the Amplified and also from the Amplified Classic. I'm doing this for two reasons. The, the message it has for us and for some people, they're like, oh, I thought there was just one Amplified. 
So this is for you. Now you know there is an Amplified Classic and there's an Amplified Version. And they are different, as you will see. Proverbs 11.30 from the Amplified, it says, The fruit of the consistently righteous is a tree of life. He who is wise. Now, this is the key word there. Because in the King James, he says, He who wins. The, the word used for win, that means take it. It will take it. So it's like he's snatching back. He's saying if we do nothing, they are going somewhere. It's not like there's a limbo uh, where, where all sorts of funny religions teach that the souls are men, of men will just hang in limbo. And then if they don't do well, they will come back. Then there's karma. Then they will have an opportunity to, to do it again. If they don't do it well, they go and hang in limbo until they do it well. Then they enter into, uh, is it a runner or so? All those, all those ideologies. It tells us that there is a destination for all souls that are not saved. It is hell. It's not limbo. It's not karma. It's not whatever. There is a destination. And it says it's going to take those of us who are righteous, those of us who are saved, those of us whose heart resonates with the Father to take them. All right, as it were, snatch them, which is why I'm bringing this version to you. It throws another light on that taking. It says you capture. He who is wise captures and wins souls for God. He gathers them for eternity. In the Amplified Classic, it says the fruit of the uncompromisingly righteous is a tree of life. And he who is wise, can you see that, captures human lives for God as a fisher of men. He gathers and receives them for eternity. Gathers and receives them for eternity. Praise God. Praise God. So, another recap. We're doing recaps, recaps, because there's a test after. Evangelism, urgency, running with the good news. The art of fishing. We prepare. We get the right tools. We plan. We understand the seasons. We use the right tools. There is a system to it. We are ready. We groan. We watch. We labor. We travel. Before we go speak, we ask God for a harvest of those who are the value of decision. Those who, the answer is already yes. And then we go there to capture them, to receive them. So how, how well have we done? I want to show some statistics on how well we are doing. By we, I'm not talking of your local church. I'm, I'm talking about the global picture. And I've gotten this data. These are not obviously the data that I crunched myself. It's publicly available. You can look for it. Two of the most trusted, reliable sources. There are a lot of them. Um, when I was growing up, one of the ministries that the ministry I, I was giving birth to in the First Square Gospel Church um, partnered with in terms of missions and evangelism is an organization called Capro. Capro Global or Capro international it was a sending sending full suite missions organization that is still very much in existence today there are still a lot of international organizations committed to the great commission and to reaching the ends of the earth with the gospel that's their focus their budget everything committed um into that all right but I've, some of the data i'm sharing with us this evening from two or organizations, not Capro, you can look them up. They're available. It's data available for you. And one is called the Joshua Project. The Joshua Project, it's a tool that tracks, tracks where we are. And I love some of these tools because they are redefining the ways in which we have looked at evangelism, in, in ways we have counted people, groups, 
and in ways that we have used the term unreached people group. Um, it, is, it is assuming uh, that if there is any form of contact, all right, with the gospel, then we can count you as reached. But we know that, we know that, we know that that's not enough. That you just add a contact shouldn't count as you being grounded in the word, all right? In, uh, in the order of the apostle Paul, he didn't just glaze through cities. He stayed in those cities. He preached, did miracles, raised believers, and formed groups in those cities. I believe, now this is me, I'm not an expert. There are people who have PhDs, there are people who have spent and devoted their lives to studying world evangelism and missions, and I respect their thoughts and their opinions. But in my definition, and some of that thinking is coming to fore now, that we shouldn't count a people group as reached until we have done the apostolic prototype of reaching them with the gospel and setting up a group locally of believers that can grow on the strength of that. And there's a new paradigm in global missions called Frontiers, all right, rather than unreached people groups. So the same PD, this is this is sounding like missions 705. This is postgraduate stuff. Hey, you're a believer, this is your business. It's your father's business. You should know about it. Let me let me let me fast track a bit to, to Matthew 28, verse 19, and show us where the concept of ethnos is from. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. The concept here is to reach people groups. We are not counting countries because countries have people groups. So we are not counting, oh, Canada is fine. Mexico is fine. The, U the United States is fine. Or Brazil is fine. Peru, Chile, or go to the continent of Africa. Nigeria is fine. Ghana is fine. Uganda is fine. There are places in all of these countries I've mentioned. You might not believe it. But there are communities in these same countries, all including Canada. Someone say maybe Canada, but including the U.S. Someone is in PD. Yes, in all these places I've mentioned, there are people groups that have not been reached. Now the big question is, what do you mean by reached? Do they have radio? Do they have internet? Can they see that Jesus loves them? You that you have radio, you that you have internet, you that you know Jesus loves you. We are still traveling. We are still traveling. There are places where the best they have, the very best they have, is just pipe-born water donated by a church. That is a good work. That is not the gospel. It's one of the best tools to fly the gospel in on the wings. Remember, we talked about fishing and layers and baits. But what, what is the use of, if you, now picture this, you're a fisherman, you go, and all you are doing is you are just putting earthworm, putting bait. You are a feeder of fish. You are not a fisher of fish. Can you see the difference? So we don't do good works. The church of God is not a charitable organization that does relief charity work. We do good works because that is our nature. But our priority is not alms and donations. It is the gospel. Am I saying we should stop doing what? No. I am saying we should leverage on every good we are doing to advance the gospel. Praise God. I said we won't be long this evening. I'm, I'm getting tempted to, to start preaching. So yeah, this is where the concept of people groups is from. Teach all nations, all nations, not all countries, all groups, people groups, reach them for Jesus. Praise God. All right. So let me show us a global picture. I know you can see this. I trust that you can see this. 
And for a ministry like ours, this is a call to action. This is a call to action. I'm going to repeat this again. Those who have not received the gospel, they are not on their way to limbo. They are on their way to hell. There is an urgency on us believers to begin to look beyond ourselves, to begin to pray beyond ourselves, to begin to groan beyond ourselves, to begin to labor beyond ourselves, to begin to run with what makes the Father's heart tick. That all these people, not on my watch, all of them, no, I know not all of them will be, but it is not true that all of them must. We must lay hold, all right? There must be a, a remember it says those who capture, we must, we must reach out for that capture, for, for that net to retrieve as many as were otherwise on their path to eternal damnation. So how many people groups this data? You can look it up online. I, I said two sources. I think I mentioned one. The Joseph Project is the first one. The second one is called, very simple term, the traveling team. The traveling team. These are some top international missions groups that are engulfed in the Great Commission. And they are using data, metrics, to track alpha wear. So some of this data is two years old. Um, we continue to check to see where we are now. Um, so I want to encourage you, get interested. Get interested in global missions. Get interested in global missions. And I'm going to get practical at the end of this evening on practical steps that we can do. I hope I am not in your screen. All right, total people groups, all right, is 16,591. The estimation of the world's population, depending on what data you use, is about 8 billion people, 7.56, 8 billion people, all right? So of the 16,591 people groups globally, the unreached number of people groups is 6,741, 6,741. You can see that world population, almost 8 billion. The median age is, now I need you to pay attention to this, the median age of the world's population is getting younger. What that means is there is a pressure on us that we cannot continue to do business as usual. We cannot continue to do evangelism as usual. We need to start deploying tools that are appealing to a, a younger, and the data is out there. More young people are getting uninterested. You know why, you know why this bleeds my heart so much? A lot of these data and statistics are ticked by people who claim to be Christian, They've never been to church in five years. But they are Christian because their parents are Catholic. They bear a Christian name. They don't, have, they don't know Jesus. They don't have a relationship with Jesus. They do not belong to a local community of believers. But they are Christians. And they are not even showing us the real, let's know the gravity of the work we have to do. That's why if, if there are some other data you find there, they don't just track, are you Christian? They don't, you don't see religion. Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, you won't see religion. There are more granular details. Do you have a community where you fellowship weekly, at least twice a month? That's real tough questions. They know, uh, well, you know, uh, my dad was Catholic. My my uncle played the organ. My my aunt was in the choir. Dude, are you born again? Are you born again? There's no family tree in heaven. Are you born again? My dad is the general of us here. Are you born again? Are you born again? My mother started this church. We were there at the ground lane. Are you born again? 
So you can see there's work to, there's work to be done. This, this statistics is to be taken with a pinch of salt because the situation on ground is probably more serious. More serious. Most people just say, well, I'm not Muslim. I don't go to a mosque, so maybe I'm Christian. I mean, I like God. So you can see there's work. There's work. There's work to be done. I mean, look at your neighbor again. Tell them, it's time to go. They didn't hear you. I, I need you to hold your hands now. Rattle them a bit. I know it's safe to touch them here in your house. Tell them again, it's time to go. Glory to God. You can see the median age there. It's a young person. A young person. The way we preached in the past, they are not going to have it. You can't just throw stuff on them. Believe Jesus or die. No. They have questions. Why should I believe Jesus? What happens when people die? We're equipping ourselves to be armed with the resources to capture a generation. And it is my prayer that we will not fade heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus. All right. More data on your screen there. More data on your screen there. So, the unreached people of the world, of the 7 to 8 billion people, 3.14 billion, not like they're unbelievers, they're unreached. They've not been given an opportunity to be believers or not. That is what this means. 42% of the world needs to hear the gospel. 42% of the world needs to hear the gospel. You know, it's amazing. We can sit in our little corner and be like, God, you've not, be, you've not paid my bills. You've not bought me an iPhone 12. God, you, you just gave me 11. Who does that, God? Look at my mates. There is an iPhone Pro. God, I mean, I'm meant to be in a better university. God, I don't like my boyfriend again. Take him away. God, kill my girlfriend. All sorts of prayer points. And the father is saying, hey, there's work to be done. There's work to be done. Hmm. You know, I saw, a, I, I saw a video posted by, I saw it on Pastor Nat's um, Instagram about the church in China, the underground church. And it touched my heart. You know, part of what happens when we have conversation about missions, it wakes us back. It's almost like, you know, when you go to a funeral, there's a reminder. You, you, you are not thinking about bacon and cheese at the funeral. You are thinking about life and purpose. What will I be remembered for? What will people say about me when I'm gone? That similar kind of, of feel of, of waking up, of a like a reset, is similar to what goes on when you're in a proper missions seminar and you're hearing from efforts of people who left the convenience of enjoyment, in quotes, in a sophisticated city, risked everything and said yes to God, to go into places where their lives are literally in danger. People smuggling scriptures, tearing scriptures. The pastor who, who was in that video said he met a lady who she didn't even need to. He was calling scriptures. She was quoting it by memory. I said, why? How, how do you have time to learn this? When you're in prison, there's nothing else you're doing. You have time to memorize scriptures. He said, what if they find you with papers, not the Bible now, pages of scripture? I said, that's a punishable offense. So you better memorize it quickly and discard it. And the lady told the pastor, what's an American? He said, you guys pray. You have fellowship together. You dance. I mean, look at us. We have a nice place of worship. We have an amazing worship team. We are dancing, rejoicing as we should. I'm not saying that anything is wrong with that. But we must remember that the job is not done yet. The job is not done 
yet. And the lady, the Chinese lady told this American pastor, he said, I hope one day we will become like you in terms of freedom of worship and expression. The pastor said, no, I can't pray that prayer. I, I hope that one day we will let go of our convenience Christianity and take the urgency that you guys have. Not necessarily in the dimension of persecution that you have, but persecution has always worked in the favor of the spread of the gospel. Scripture speaking. Child of God, let's not wait. I was sharing with our pastors a couple of weeks ago. I said, the, the command in Acts 1.8, it says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, all right, and on to the utmost part of the world. I said, if you don't pack your, your, your bags and go to Judea and Samaria, something will happen. You will run there. The only difference is your bags won't be packed. Let's not wait for persecution before we wake up and we start doing what we should do. Look at the work we have to do. 42%. It's probably a lot worse than that. 3.1 billion people enjoying on their way. Full speed highway lane. Unless we capture them. Unless we capture them. Someone is saying, PD, thank you for showing us about the world. What, what's going on in Canada, where we are. For ministries tuning in from the rest of the world, you can visit these resources and you can find the situation analysis for your own country. You can. Here in Canada, this is what it looks like. I believe it's a lot worse because we live in a place where many people are third generation Christians, but they are not currently Christians. So if you give them a form to feel, they will feel Christian. If you ask them, what church, what group? Do you belong to? Do you pray regularly? That's what, that's what makes it. A Christian is not someone who doesn't go to mosque. A Christian is someone who has a relationship with Jesus, who is planted within the community of believers, who is growing in the word and committed to prayer. If that was the metrics, then I'm sure some of the data, we will just, we'll just come and start crying and say, God have mercy. God have mercy. So this is what Canada looks like. It's 283 people groups in the nation of Canada. I believe very strongly if we were working with updated metrics for Canada, it would be a lot more. We know Canada operates open borders, allowing immigration as a policy tool to drive economic growth. So constantly more people are coming in, representing newer groups. 283 of the 283, it says 50 are unreached. That's 17.7% of the population of Canada. Hmm. Growth rate of evangelical ministries, 0.8%. 0.8%. Child of God, there's work. There's work to be done. Let me tap your neighbor again. Tell them it's time to go. It's time to go. Praise God. Praise God. All right, let's begin to tie this up now. So what do I do? You know what to do already. You know what to do. You've been trained on what to do. You know what to do. You know what to do. It's time to go. It's time to go. couple of thoughts here, a couple of scriptures, and then we'll tie up this training. I, I really, really, really do hope that this training has been useful for you and that you won't just become another informed person whether you will run with this information, with the urgency that it demands, and they will begin to capture and win back souls. What do you do? You have to develop your plan. You have to develop your personal plan. You have to develop your plan. Are you going to pray? When are you going to start praying? 
How long are you going to pray? For whom are you going to pray for? It has to be planned. Planned, not left to chance. If you leave it to chance, then it's not going to happen. Father, based on the leading of your spirit, I awoke, awaken. Whew. Can I speak French? You've worked. Kidding. All right. Now that we've been stirred up, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. And I am going to take responsibility for the souls that I must reach. I am going to awake and pray. Father, I unlock your grace for this. You watch at night. So I'm going to do it at night. I'm going to do it at night. I might start with five minutes. I might start with ten minutes. Maybe once a week. Wednesdays, I'm praying for souls. Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, every day. I'm trusting God for I'm trusting God for a bountiful harvest of souls in 2021. I'm going to pray them now. I'm going to pray those souls in, and then I'm going to capture them physically. All right. You're going to have to decide when. Don't give it to chance. Don't see any time. When? Decide. Decide. It's going to be Mondays. It's going to be every day. Who are you going to pray with? Remember, Jesus sent them in twos. Don't pray for souls alone. Find somebody. If you're married, it could be your spouse. Or if you're not, even if you're married, it could be a prayer partner, it could be a friend, someone in your cell group. So what do you do on Tuesdays? 12 noon. 12 noon, I'm going to be at work. All right. Can I send you a text? Can you send me a text? Whatever we are doing at 12 noon on Tuesdays, we're going to trust God for souls, that God will give us souls. This teaching must not go to waste. I can't, I can't hear and know all of this. And at the end of 2021, still no soul one? No. No. And we know better. It's not just about running outside to share tracts. We pray first. We win those souls first on our knees. And then we go capture them. We go capture them. I'll pray. I have here also saying, I'll post. I'll post. If indeed the average population of the world is now 29.7, it means a large chunk of people are now on the internet. Global evangelism in the past has focused on TV and radio. Trust me, those are still effective ways of reaching people mass and mass. But you can also use social media. You can use your Facebook, you can use your Instagram. I know many people are saying delete, delete, delete. The people you should be reaching, once you delete yourself out of them, then you've left. It's like saying somewhere is dark. The few people with candles should walk out, walk out, walk out because your candle is not enough. Nope. We should stay there and start lighting. Tell me, hey, where's your candle? Say, what's candle? Come! Take candle. Light them on fire. That's going to be the cure. Darkness doesn't drive light out. Darkness bows when light comes. So I'm saying this, if, you, if you've been thinking about controlling your social media time, thumbs up. If you've been thinking about how you use social media, you, you know someone said there's, there's a documentary, I think it's on Netflix. We're like, hey, PD, yeah. Work Netflix. There's a there's a there's a documentary called I think it's called the Social Dilemma. I think, I think that's it. And then it, it, there's just one quote there. It says the only industries where you call people who engage in it users, and those who misuse it abusers is in drugs and social media. The two. Drugs use drugs abuse drugs. You use social media abuse social media. They don't say you partake or you experience social media. It's a drug, heavily addictive. But it doesn't mean we walk away. We get disciplined. You know? we don't, you, you track it. You decide what you use it for, not what it uses you for. And you tell yourself, I will post 
the gospel once every day, once every week, once every, you decide. But that people, you know, for some people, social media is their cool, is their cool place. Is their cool place. You check their profile, prim, proper. Jesus, Jesus is fine. He understands where he, he is in my life. I love him. He's my savior. He doesn't even like social media anyways. So why bring him to Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat? Sounds too. Jesus, Snapchat. Hey, bring him there. Your soul's dying on those platforms. Fronging straight to hell. Somebody say, is it just my one post that will reach somebody? Yes. It's your one post. It's your one post of hope. Your one post in, inspired by prayer. You will say, who is going to watch? I remember when my wife started doing Instagram videos. Uh, who is going to watch? Should I do it? Should I do it? Whatever the Spirit of God leads you to do, obey and do it. If there's only one view, I'm the, I'm the one view. I will watch it. I will share it. I will share it. If nobody wants to watch, it's fine. But if there's one person that it's rich, it's worth it. I'm not saying you have to do videos, but there are, there are ways you can start sharing the gospel. It might be a post. It might even be the same post. Bringing this back today, Gospel Tuesdays, Gospel Monday. I don't know, whatever, be creative. Gospel Thursdays, bringing this back today. While everybody's in throwback Thursdays, I'm doing throw forward. One day it will be rapture. Where will you be? Jesus loves you. You know, that just came now. Now, in fact, I'm going to record. I think that's what I'm going to do. You can join me. Let's do that. We need to, because if the, it's not the 60 year olds that are reading newspapers. Did you see it? 29.7? Nah, we need to go meet them where they are. In fact, as a church, we need to open Snapchat and TikTok. Everywhere. Tell you they're getting more canal. Yeah, we're getting more canal. Leave us alone. With our canality, we'll win people for Jesus. Then we'll see where your, your own own canality got you. We have to meet them where they are. And, and infiltrate the gospel there. Someone who is suicidal is busy posting fine pictures. You don't know. They are really about ending it. They are just hoping two people will like this for a little bit of self-validation and self-worth to be restored. Everybody's liking it. Like, I'm done. I'm done. But then comes your message of hope. Your message of hope. And you're like, oh, maybe there's meaning for my life after all. I'll pray. I'll post. On social media, I'll post the good news regularly. I'll decide how it will be done. I will go. <laughs> Help me tap your neighbor again. Tell them it's time to go. It is time to go. We will go also. We will go as a church. We have a plan. As individuals, plan to go. Plan to go. Plan to go. Question is, where will you go? When will you go? Write these things down. Take them to the place of prayer. When you are able to make your appointment, thank God for the grace. When you are not able to come back and tell God, I wish I could make my X date appointment for souls. Have mercy on me. This schedule that is getting cluttered up. That's when when everyone's interest is in your well-being. Now start telling God, God, I need another kind of job. A job that allows me to be able to do this. This shift work is not working for me again. Help me, Lord. It sees everyone. There's kingdom interest tied to it. So this one is ready. It's ready for businesses now. It's ready to run conglomerates. We know his heart. Her heart is the kingdom. Not, I want to get a new job so I can buy Gucci and post Louis Vuitton on Instagram so that fake people will like it. Then I'll feel good and sleep. Then wake up and get the credit card bill. Praise God.
praise God. And then I'll give. I will give. I will give. Um, as a church, our desire is to have all the resources that come in. Not just towards, and I, I say this, I say this to our pastors, I say this publicly. I desire to pastor a church where people take responsibility for everything. And then every donation, every giving is directly pumped into evangelism and soul winning. That's my desire. That's my desire. And I've seen it happen. There are just a few things that are left to be adopted by people. All right. A few things. Most of our bills in church here are taken over by families. Most. 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 And it's my desire that very soon I'll be able to say, oh, every dime, your one cent, your one dollar, none of it goes towards utilities. Everything goes, none of it goes towards rent. By the time the Lord provides our own place for us, none of it goes towards mortgage. None of it. Everything goes towards the effort of winning souls. That's my desire. So when you find a ministry that is committed to soul winning, give. You see, they've come again. The pastor just wants to buy a private jet. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give. Give. Praise God. All right. A couple of scriptures I asked the Holy Spirit. How do we tie this up really? He said, share this with them. Share this with them. So I'm going to read a couple of scriptures and I will leave you and you over to the Spirit of God to continue the work. It's not the end of this series. It's the physical end, but the job continues in your hearts where the Spirit of God will begin to brood over you these words over and over again. Luke chapter 14, verse 16 to 23. I'm going to read it. The question is, the question this really is answered is, who have I been sent to? Who have I been sent to? Because, let me just settle this. You've not been sent to everybody. The earlier you realize who have been, you have been sent to, the more effective your efforts will be. If your efforts are not effective, it can get very frustrating. When you go out 50 times, no soul won. Someone goes out five times, five souls won. It can be very frustrating. One person has discovered who they are sent to in addition to understanding that prayer comes before going. If you are just going, 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 they said we should go, they said we should go, they said we should go. It can become very frustrating when you don't know where, you're just going everywhere, sharing everything in every place. Today we are there, next tomorrow we are there. No direction, just to fulfill. All right, so when God says, did you ever realize it? Yes. Yes, I did. Glory to God. Glory to God. Luke 14, 16. Then said he unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. I mean, just to pay attention, this is one of the parables of Jesus. He bade many. Bade them means invited. Invited many. And sent his servant at supper time hmm, to say to them that we're bidding. He says, come for all things are now ready. It's time. Come. Come. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. I need you to pay attention to the common denominator in this story. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must need to go and see it. I pray they have me excused. So he's saying, it's night. Don't forget, it's night. But I just bought a piece of land. I have to go and see my land. Okay. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. And I go to prove them. I pray thee, I'll be excused. Say, please, I'm sorry. Can't come. Can't listen to you. And another said, I have married a wife. Therefore, I cannot come. 
honeymoon, honeymoon is really important, you know, and, you, and these are good excuses. These are very reasonable excuses. It says, so the servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, he says now, go out quickly. Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in either the poor, the maimed, and the old, and the blind. Can you see that? Again to verse 23. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into your highways and edges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. That my house may be filled. I'm tempted to break this down now, but let's go on. It's, it's, it's showing you here, not everybody will accept your invitation. But the scripture is telling us the kind of person who will not accept the invitation. Those who have just bought houses. Those who have just bought oxen. Oxen there talks about tools for work, agriculture. Those were like tractors and, 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 and pulleys. All right. He's saying those who are, I'm, I'm going to tie it up shortly. He's saying those, they won't, they won't receive the word. They won't. Some will, but that's not where your main catch is. He says, go out. Many times we, the real people we should be reaching out to look like those who are repulsive. <gasps> Don't go there, come, 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 stay there. The ones that look sane on the outside. They're the ones you want to do. They're the ones you would like to come to your church. You, you like to, to have them in your pictures. The millionaires and the billionaires in time. You've, you've planned everything. God, imagine if this person is born again. They're tight, alone. You can use it to go on all satellites for Jesus. They're already spending their money. Hmm. He says, go. Go to the highways. Look for the poor. Look for the blind. Look for the maimed. Go to the hospitals. Look for those who are in the valley of decision. Those who need help. Those who need solution. Does it mean you're exploiting people? Does it mean you're targeting those who are disadvantaged? We are not targeting those who are disadvantaged. We are reaching out. Let me tell you, a soul is a soul. All creature, humankind, made in God's image. That person is not worse than the billionaire from Wall Street. He's not worse. They both are made in the image of God. One will listen. One will not listen. Praise God. We'll tie this up. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 21. This is a scripture we used um, to pray on Sunday morning. If you've not been joining the morning prayers, please, please, please. Very important. Very important. Please set your alarms. A lot of the harvest we will see we will have been unlocked in the place of prayer. Luke 4, verse 18 to 21. I'll read quickly now. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, not to everybody. All right, there is targeting with respect to the effectiveness of our catch. He says, I've been sent to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, someone is saying, are you saying only broke people? In context there, that does not mean poor as in you don't have money. Ideally, he's talking about poor in spirit. However, let me just say this here. There is the corollary of this. It's in, in scripture, it is called the deceitfulness of riches. The deceitfulness of riches, that concept in scripture is that men and women, organizations who have plenty physically, materially, are deceived to think that the prosperity of their body is an implication on the prosperity of their souls. 
That is what the deceitfulness of riches is. The man who is poor in pocket is easier to agree with you that he's also poor in spirit. The one who is living in plenty and saying everything is fine doesn't realize that everything is not fine. Everything looks fine. It's called the deceitfulness of riches. It takes a big work on your heart. And many of them are getting there. Many of them are getting there. They are beginning to see the emptiness in their wealth. The emptiness in their billions. Some of you, your, your biggest superstars will pay a billion to sleep the way you sleep at night. You just sleep. You, you, just, you just close your and you and you sleep off. And you wake up to complain. Your faves, hey, after taking 10 overdosed medications, using this and using that, using that, they still can't sleep. It's torture through the night. And they wake up in the morning only to show up for the lights and all the glam and to paint that false picture and ideology. They need Jesus. They've gotten so rich materially that the poverty of their souls have now been exposed. To preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year. That's talking about the year of jubilee of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fasting on him, and he began to say unto them, This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Jesus knew the confines of his ministry. He didn't reach out to everybody. Yes, for God so loved the world. There are people you have been sent to. There are people I have been sent to. I will give account based on the race that has been set before me. You will give account based on the race that has been set before you. Praise God. Praise God. One more scripture before we round up. First Samuel 22 verse 2. It says, and everyone that was in distress. This is what it means to raise champions. Many times the people we are running from and the people we have been sent to, they are the people that we will capture and that we will build to become mighty men for God. In 2 Samuel 23, there is an account of David's mighty men and all the wonders they did, all the great exploits they did. You will think they met him as mighty men. No, this was their state. Everyone that was in distress, everyone that was in debt, everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him and he became a captain over them, and they were with him about 400 men. What a group. What a group. What a group. Poured himself into them. What a group. Don't give up. Don't give up, child of God. There's hope. It's time to go. There's work to be done, but God's grace is more than sufficient. God's grace is more than sufficient. Praise God. Praise God. God's grace. Come on, come on. Tell yourself his grace is sufficient for me. Come on, say to yourself, you can hold your chest. All right, do this to yourself now. Or for yourself, I should say. His grace is more than sufficient for me. His grace is more than sufficient for me. The task ahead of me is huge, but the grace available to me is even huger. There's grace. There's grace for me to go. There's grace for me to run. There's grace for me to groan. There's grace for me to travel. There's grace for me to pray. There's grace for me to harvest. He says the harvest is great. Pray therefore to the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into his vineyard. He will send laborers. The harvest is great. Thank you, Father, for grace. Grace made available unto us. Thank you, gracious Father. Praise and honor be unto your name. 
First, I want to pray for anyone who has tuned in this evening and you are not born again. Secondly, I want to pray for another group, a group that I belong to also. Our lives must count for the Father. Our lives must count for the Father. This job of soul winning, we are not going to contract it. We are not going to, we are not going to contract it out. We are going to do it. I'm going to pray for us, for as many who desire to run with this vision. That the discipline to pray, the discipline to groan, the discipline to go, that grace is unleashed. I'll pray for us. I'm in that group too. I need to do a lot better than I am doing right now. But somewhere you're saying, I'm not even doing jack, not doing nada. There's grace available. He's not here to condemn you. He's saying, I want you to rise up. I want you to rise up. There's so much I want to do with you. I want you to wake up. There are people, someone is saying, but I know wonderful preachers. I know wonderful ministries. Let me just let you know this. There are some people who the only voice they will listen to is your voice. And the Spirit of God is counting on you. They've watched your so-called powerful preacher. They didn't hear anything. It was just nice rev flying over their head. You can speak their language. You can connect with them. You might not know so much Greek and Hebrew, but you know the good news. You know the message. It's time to run with it. Father, for your sons, your daughters, under the sound of my voice, making a decision for Christ, acknowledging their sin and need for a Savior, believing that you are the Son of God, you came, you died. You were buried in the grave, but the grave could not keep you down. You are alive today, and you want to live in them, through them, to bring glory to the Father. As they confess you as Lord and Savior, I ask, Father, that your Spirit will invade them, that there is a supply of your Spirit. The joy of salvation heals them, and these ones are filled with your Spirit. They grow to become giants in your kingdom, and they themselves bring many to salvation. In the name of Jesus, thank you, gracious Father, because it is done for as many who have rededicated their lives. Thank you because there is a transfer of grace, a supply of grace to get it right this time. Glory to your name, Father. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. For the other group saying, Pity, I hear you. I don't know if I can do this. It sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. I know I feel that guilt that I'm not doing enough soul winning. But I just believe if I pay my offering and I pay my tithe, then the church will be doing it for us. But now that the word has come to me, I've seen this not as the responsibility of the church, not as the responsibility of the pastor or the evangelism department, but as my responsibility as a believer to be responsible for souls in the place of prayer, the place of going, the place of growing them, in the place of traveling. Say, so I hear you, PD. I just don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Well, I've come to announce to you, none of us can. By ourselves, none of us can. Even the boldest of us, none of us can. We're not doing this by our power. We're not doing this by our strength. This is not our personality. Some of us are extremely shy people. <laughs> but when the Spirit of God takes over, we'll become bold by His Spirit. And I can pray for you this evening that that grace will be made available to you. That you'll be able to say, man, who is this person I have become? Who is this person that can declare Jesus boldly? Who is this person that doesn't care what my followers will think? I will talk about my Jesus. It's my page. It's my feed. It's my timeline. I don't care what you care. I know secretly you desire to be this. 
and his grace is available. His grace is available. And I say, what has happened to me? Where did this boldness come from? It's by the Spirit of God. Where did this audacity come from? It's from the Spirit of God. Where did this grace come from? It's from the Spirit of God. The enemy is scared of what you can become once you give the Spirit of God maximum way. He's scared. He's scared. He's really scared. Some of you are dangerous evangelists. You carry strange anointings. The enemy wants you comfortable. He wants you asleep. He wants you docile. But those days are over. Those days are over. Father, for all of us, having heard and received your word with clarity, we see the urgency of the work in our hands and we've come to the conclusion we cannot do it by ourselves. No matter how determined, no matter how hungry, no matter how passionate we are, passion can die in a couple of months or weeks and it's another topic. But your grace, your grace does not weigh enough. Father, I ask for a supply of that grace. Grace to run with urgency. Grace to bear the good news at every time, every opportunity, every moment. To reach out to those who have been apportioned for us. To see with your eyes, not to cherry pick those we think should receive the gospel. But that your spirit will lead us to those at the valley of decision. Our success rates will be mind-boggling. And it will all be to the glory of your name. Thank you, gracious Father, because it is done. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Come on, come on, wherever you are. If you can, jam, jam, jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory to God. I trust that you've been blessed this evening. I trust that you've been blessed this month. For those who today was your first Wednesday joining us, I know you have also been blessed. However, there's a couple of installments before this. I want to encourage you to get it. Feel free to share it across the world, across the ministries. The goal is to get God's children spurred, stirred up to run with the message of the gospel. All right. Immediately we share the grace. All right. By sharing the grace, you know what I mean. Maybe we round up. Maybe today we should share the grace. Yeah, let's share the grace today. This evening we'll share the grace. So once we are done sharing the grace, we will have the link in the comment section on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, for anybody who has any difficulty reaching, I will kindly request your cell pastors also to send out the links to you. For those who are not in the cell group, I said I want also to do it. We'll find a way to make it available on all our platforms. It's not a requirement. It's not, I mean, you don't have to do it. I encourage that you verify the knowledge you have received by doing it. It's not about the certificate, just to be sure that you heard clearly, you learned clearly, and that you are now ready, equipped to run with the message. Glory to God. Remember, our services are still virtual. Sundays, Wednesdays, virtual for now. Sundays, one service only at 10 a.m. All right, I want you to invite your friends, invite your loved ones. All right, on the YouTube, don't just watch and go. Hit the subscribe button. I say, why, why, why do we have to do that? Because it increases the chances of some other person receiving the word without even you inviting them. I'm not saying you should invite them. Invite them, but subscribe to the YouTube page. If you're watching on Facebook, like the page. Like the page. Tell your friends, this is where I drink from. This is where I feed from. This is where the Lord blesses me from. This is where my spirit is being edified from. You might not even be in Canada. That's the funny thing. Wherever you are, you are being blessed. 
All right, these are some of the ways you can support the ministry by increasing the reach of the word. We know that God is with us here. All our services, we are honored mightily by his presence. Every day when we pray, we see his glory. So we have no doubt about that. We just want you to spread the word. Let everybody know. Let everybody know. It's time to go. It's time to go. Start having conversations. What are you going to do now with what you know, with what you've learned? What are you going to do? How are you going to go about it? What resources are available for me at my local church? If this is your church, reach out to us. PD, do we have tracts? What materials do we have? This thing you said we can do on social media. What can we do? Can, when can we start it? How can we get this rolling? 365 days. I want a post showing up every week, at least on someone's TL. Let it contain the gospel. And to me, you're right. Whatever the Lord is laying on your heart, get to work. Don't store it. Don't say, I will do it. I will talk about it with you. You're not, you're not, going, you're not likely going to see PD anytime soon. So you might as well just send a message. All right. Praise God. Praise God. Our prayers continue tomorrow morning. We continue to pray. Stand in the gap. Enjoy intimacy with the Father. Unlock his presence. I can't wait to see you on Sunday. Do not forget your communion elements. Do not forget. Do not forget your bread, your wafer, your juice, your wine. Do not forget to send in your testimonies also. We are going to read some on Sunday. If you just gave your life to Christ, better put, just received the life of Christ this evening, get in touch. Send us an email, saved at kicccanada.ca. If you are new here, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us. You're special to our hearts. When there's one new person viewing, one new person connecting, it's a big joy. We love you. We honor you. We can't wait to see you in person. Give you big hugs. We are hugging church. We've just not hugged in months. Praise God. We love you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. It's been a big pleasure. We honor the Lord with our seed every time we have an opportunity to gather together. If you have your seed, your offering, your tithes, your pledges, your vows, it's time to do it. The avenue, I'm sure, is on your screen via email or through the website, you can make your givings. The Lord sees you. The Lord rewards you. The Lord blesses you. Glory to God. It's been an amazing series. Package it together. Create a playlist. Send it to everybody you know. Tell them you need to be evangelizing. You need to be a soul winner. It's time to go. It's a four-part series. It's going to bless you. It's going to be a wise use of your time. It's free. You just have to pay with your attention and maybe your data. Apart from that, the content is absolutely free on all platforms. iTunes, Spotify, AudioMag, everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. It's free. The Lord bless you as you spread the word. The Lord bless you as you win and harvest souls into his kingdom. I pray for you that your life will count. Your life will bring him glory. You will bear much fruit in the name of Jesus. I said we will share the grace this evening. So let's share the grace together in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forevermore. Amen. All right, let's add Psalms 23 verse 6. Surely God's goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives, and we are the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I will see you on Sunday. I will see you tomorrow when we pray. Until then, remember, you are a champion, and it is still our year of shining. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, 
You can give her email at info, I-N-F-O, at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.